Hey, Change Nation. Back here again, this is Josh up here at the Voices of Social Change podcast, working through these lessons on social entrepreneurship 101. If for some reason this is the first time you're tuning in, we're pretty deep into this, and every lesson is designed to be standalone, so don't worry, you should keep listening. But (laughs) I want you to get the old lessons too. So those are on our homepage at socialchangenation.com. Just click on the pod blog at the top of the screen, pod blog. It's a mix of a podcast and a blog, and as far as I know, that's a word I invented. I don't think anyone else is using it, but it's one I use. So anyway, (laughs) but go back and check those out. Or if you're tuning in on iTunes or Stitcher or anything like that, by just subscribing to our show, you can see all our old episodes and all of them are there. These are the foundational things I learned while interviewing 101 social entrepreneurs. And so it's a great step for you to take to just get a foundation on social entrepreneurship. Even if this is something you dream of a long way down the road, getting that foundation, getting those seeds planted right here, right now is a great first step. And again, you're learning from the best of the best in social entrepreneurship because I I really went out and found a lot of established social entrepreneurs and interviewed them. And those are some of my podcasts as well. You can get a lot of interviews with them. If you go back on our pod blog, you can see a lot of that, but that's what this is all about. So, okay, let's go ahead and get into today's lesson. Now, as we're rolling forward in, in social entrepreneurship 101, it's time we started chatting about one of the most frequently asked issues that I get, one of the most frequently asked questions I get up here, and that is, how do you fund your social venture? How do you get some seed money to start yourself in social entrepreneurship? So next week, I will start getting you some resources and tools to find that funding. But first, it's really important that you start by asking some questions of yourself along these lines. Now, One of the largest challenges I see that cause-based entrepreneurs face is how to raise the cash needed to launch their business. In the early days, you're going to be refining your story, developing your process, and linking up with some target customers. So it's highly likely that you're going to need some seed funding to keep you rolling until orders start coming in. Now, fortunately for you, there's an entire crop of crowdfunding resources, venture capital firms, incubators, and loan programs that exist specifically to fund social ventures. Now, I'm not saying this will be easy. You're going to have a lot to master, from honing your investor pitch to learning the ways of crowdfunding. But here in this podcast, I'm going to tell you everything that I've learned about, actually here in the next few podcasts, I should say, we'll we'll unpack it. (laughs) Here in the next few podcasts, I will tell you everything I've learned about funding from the world's leading social entrepreneurs. I'll put tools in your hand that you can start using right away to get the money you need to launch your movement. But before we do any of that, This week, we're just going to focus on questions that I need you to start asking yourself. The reason for this is, and the reason that I'm holding back on the tools is is not to like hold back any secrets. We'll get into them in the weeks that come. But I find that if you don't ask yourself these questions first, then you kind of get attracted to all these shiny objects like venture capital, all these grants out there, these fellowships and that kind of thing. But it's really important that you ask yourself some fundamental questions about what you want your business to be and how you want to get tied into funding before you start down this road. So let's go through those questions and it will help you avoid some of the mistakes that I've seen other change agents make. So the first question is, if you go after any kind of venture or investment capital, or if you're thinking about that, ask yourself if you really want or need to give up a percentage of your company to outside investors. Because the cats with the cash, with that investment cash, they're always going to want a percentage of your company if you go this route. The level of control they'll want varies wildly and depends on a lot of things, but you need to ask yourself if this is a road you even want to go down. 
Now, it may end up being something you have to do depending on what kind of business you're, you're getting into, but just be sure you've thought this through ahead of time. And the reason I'm mentioning this is because I've seen a lot of businesses that didn't necessarily need, a lot of cause-based businesses, that didn't necessarily need to go after venture capital that did, and then ended up giving up a percentage of their company when they could have bootstrapped certain things. And I think if they had asked themselves some of these questions in the front end, they may not have ended up down that road. Now, again, it's not to say that I have any problem with that. This can be a great road for a lot of companies. But what I'm trying to get at here is that it's important that you ask these questions on the front end. Now, number two, I think, is the most important question that you need to ask yourself on the front end. Will, ex- will extra cash cause me to avoid taking revenue-generating action? There are some colossal examples of this happening, and probably the most well-known is Pets.com. Now, the story goes like this. Pets got around a half a billion dollars in cash from investors in 1998. Everyone thought Pets.com was the next big thing. They ran a commercial during the Super Bowl, and then the company collapsed in 2000. Now, interesting little tidbit on that. The puppet that Pets.com created as part of their advertising campaign is still alive and well, um, but he does not represent Pets.com. Pets.com is gone. But the puppet became a really beloved character and now goes around and is in lots of different ads for lots of different companies. I think he was like a dog or something like that. But anyway, funny story. So the puppet lived on pets.com went under, but why did this happen? Well, there were lots of reasons for it. Now the dot-com bubble was largely to blame during pets.com, but a deeper investigation shows that pets spent a ton of the invested cash, a ton of the money they got without really focusing on key business metrics like profit, controlling spending and building up loyal customers. Now, this is an extreme example of a trend that happens far too often at new startups. Getting flooded with cash, or even getting a small amount of cash, can cause you to focus on flashy things like marketing, branding, and idea creation, while losing sight of your core business of sustaining social change. Remember, where there is no profit, there is no purpose. No margin, no mission. So be sure that you don't let startup cash take your attention away from the things that actually keep your business and your cause healthy. And I am talking no matter where you get the money from, anytime you get a windfall of money in your business that doesn't come from some fundamental thing like a sale, like revenue being generated, it can cause you to get shiny object syndrome and go and get things like, I don't know, an office, an expensive printer, an expensive computer that you just don't need until you've proven that business and built up customers. Go to the thrift store, get your printer, get your computer that just barely gets you by until you start generating a customer base and then move forward. Okay, number three, do we really need the money? And I know this question sounds simple, but you'll be amazed at how free money quote-unquote free, can stop you from thinking about all the ways you might be able to bootstrap your cause-minded startup. For example, many companies offer a pre-order option for their first product or service. And basically, this means that you'll offer a product before you have it completely developed. Now, of course, you need to be honest about this, but I've seen many companies use this as a great way to build early buzz, a fan base, and ensure they have the funds before creating their first run of products. And again, as long as you're honest and transparent with people about this, They completely understand and, in fact, often like becoming early adopters as part of a movement. Now, worst case scenario, you have to refund the money if you can't get enough money to create that that first run of products. And so you just want to be really careful about this, but it can be a great way to build a lot of buzz to get the money to start that first run and not tie yourself to some investor or loan out there. Okay, so what I want you to do is I want you to chew on those questions for this week and next week we'll start talking about some specific funding resources for social entrepreneurs. In the meantime, keep it real.